Welcome to the Echo Cast, episode 72, State of the Bond. I am Bond Diesel. I make videos and, and stuff, stream for Division 2 and Division 1. This is a podcast about the Division 2, its community, happenings and news, and we'll talk about other games, especially today. Today we are going to have not a stay of the game recap. I'll talk a little bit about the final expedition investigation release. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, maybe some gear score raise discussion, um, some other gaming news with other games and stuff, some listener questions, and some personal and content updates. Uh, let's just be straight up: we don't, we did not have a stay of the game, aka we had no news this week, really. So, uh, I don't know. We'll see how much I rant and whether or not this is a 20 minute episode or not. You can, uh, let me know what you think about how long I end up ranting, uh, once this is over. If you would like to support this podcast and my other content, please check out patreon.com slash the echo cast. Thank you to Jose, Luis, Jimmy, Mike, November, Hassan, Tim, Jim, and Ozzy. Uh, thank you very much for uh, supporting the show and my content and, uh, helping make it um, reasonable to spend this amount of time doing this stuff, uh, basically making it worthwhile. So I can say Bay Diesel, it's worth it, but I would do it anyways. If you are a current or a new patron, please let me know so I can send you some free stickers and let me know your Twitch name so I can make you a VIP over there. So, like I said, we have no state of the game. Um, it seems like this is going to go on for a few weeks it, um, from what Hamish said is that this won't be just this week. I'm assuming we have another couple weeks. Uh, one thing I think people need to realize is that I, at least most of the devs I'm aware of and or that I speak to are on vacation and will be for another two or three weeks at least. So I highly suspect it's a mix of them just not having much to tell us right now and um, them not really having people there to have on as guests, uh, but I could be wrong. So, uh, but regardless, no stay of the game recap this time, obviously. Um, so instead we'll talk about some other stuff. So the first thing I'm going to jump into some division two and some just general gaming news, because when we don't have stay of the game, I'm just going to talk about things I don't know much about. Uh, but with the expedition for division two, we got the final uh, the third investigation in the student center at the Kinley College expedition this week. Uh, what that means is that you could finish that and then you could go on to uh, collect your loot. So if you don't want spoilers on that, I guess jump ahead a few minutes. I don't really know. Um, I don't really think there's that big of spoilers, but up to you. Uh, but long story short, you complete the investigation in the student center and all of these three investigations that were released one by one over three weeks culminates in going to the basement of the chapel and opening some loot boxes. <laughs> okay, so 
uh, I don't know, let's break down uh, what what this all means. So the big thing is that you are you get a guaranteed um, exotic drop of the new diamond uh, diamondback, I believe, rifle, which is a um, cut down 1877 or I forget what the model is that they have in the regular game, but it um it's it's uh it's our first rifle exotic i believe no 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 it's not um but it's the first of this type so straight from a numbers perspective i've been seeing some posts that people have been making and apparently if you build it right it's actually insanely powerful um and even for i believe they're saying for skill builds it's actually a nice weapon um if you have good aim so aka uh, definitely for pc players and maybe a little bit for some console players um but beyond that, it's just weird. You know, I've commented on the expedition and just episode one in general. But, the, but you know, I've said it multiple times. I think I've said it during the podcast, but you'll just have to listen to me again, I guess. But, like, I just feel like there's this combination of factors where on in one, you know, on one hand, the expedition, you know, each investigation, like, they were neat and there was some intel and lore to pick up you know and so you have to learn a little bit more about what happened you know before the outbreak and during at this location but like you know it wasn't that ridiculous or you know that interesting at least not in my opinion um and then so to like stretch it out over three weeks i feel like kind of set a stage for like oh boy when you finish this it's going to be worth waiting three weeks and then it's just a loop room um, something I've said multiple times is that honestly, while I kind of wish the expedition just didn't exist and was instead a different type of more interesting content, if they wanted to make it interesting, literally the one change I would like is that after completing all three investigations is if I got to fight like three hunters in the courtyard to use that space. So it's not just a bunch of wasted space in the middle of this really beautiful area. I mean, that's, you know, you, I, I get complaining about the content. I get, you know, complaining about the lack of the mastery system and all that stuff. But I really don't think you can say it's not a, a pretty area. It's, it's, it's definitely a, a cool design. It's a cool environment. It's, you know, got some, uh, some of the mechanics I thought were kind of cool during the little boss fights and stuff like that, especially in the student center, um, like the fire-based mechanic. I thought that was all cool. I just... Until they release that mastery system, I will not go back to the expedition. I have no reason to. Um, and, and I don't think anyone else really does either. I I think it's a decent material farming area um, from kind of messing around with it. If you just want to do some kind of slightly challenging content that isn't the missions or open world stuff, I guess there's nothing wrong with going back and checking it out. Um, I don't know. It's weird. I, I just feel like, you know... I really feel like they shouldn't have time gated this. And I was thinking about it. I really hope this isn't going to reset. And then only the first one will be open again. And then we'll have to wait a week and a week again. I really, really, really hope that they're just going to leave this open now. So every week or whatever, you can go back. And if you want to run all three and get the loot room at the chapel, you can. But to me, it's just, I don't know, it's kind of a bummer. I, I really wish that chapel would have been more than just, oh, well, here's the shade servers. Here's some stuff. Good job. You know, like it just, um, it just kind of felt like kind of a fluff 
at the end of kind of a meh, you know, thing to do. Now that said, um, you know, there's some cool stuff about it. I still think Tidal Update 6 as a whole patch was really good, um, even if this wasn't the most exciting thing on Earth. Uh, and I suspect that the future episodes are going to be different. Uh, it's mostly a hunch, but we'll have to see. So, yeah. I don't know. My final verdict on the expedition, uh, I was going to do a video on it. I don't really think there's any point, to be totally honest. What I'll say is I think it's absolutely worth playing through. Get your exotic at the end. And then wait and see what the mastery system is going to be. If you like it, play through it as many times as you want. If not, or if you are indifferent, then just wait for the mastery system. That might be worth it, because I still don't really know what that means. Um, but I suspect uh, when they release it, I'll come check it out. Okay, so moving to non-division news for the next three topics. I'm going to talk about the E3 leak, uh, the new Anthem patch, and the Ooblets controversy. So, please don't hate me. Um, okay, the E3 leak. So... I'll be totally honest, when this happened, my uh, my gut kind of dropped because um, I wasn't sure whether or not this affected me or not since I went to E3 in 2018. Um, what I, the impression I'm under is that since, um, since I was there through Ubisoft, um, it was on, like, my records weren't in there, which is awesome. Um, unfortunately, uh, a bunch of people I know who weren't there through Ubisoft, who were there on their own... Uh, through the e, you know the ESA who runs E3, who's there through them, um, all of their information's out there, uh, and they're getting and to the point where like these people are literally getting texts and phone calls because the people know where they live, they know their numbers and all this stuff. It's just gross. And what's really interesting to me is that there's already been so much talk about E3 kind of losing its gusto and kind of losing some stuff and probably not in super great financial situations. And what I'm really curious about now is, I mean, I assume there's going to be some gigantic class action lawsuit against them. And while companies like the ESA typically have insurance to cover these type of liability situations and stuff, I'm kind of curious to, if they ever really thought to have this type of thing covered insurance wise. So um, I'm kind of curious to what this means for E3 in the long run. I suspect it means nothing significant. They'll keep doing it. Um, it'll keep evolving into more of a consumer show than like a insider trade show like it used to be, sort of. Um, but yeah, that leak is crazy. And honestly, I just genuinely feel awful for everyone involved and everyone who was kind of exposed by it. Um, I, I think it's interesting that there's been some um, people in the industry who have been kind of just pretend like not talking about it to not bring it more attention. Then there's other people who have been very vocal about it. Um, and, you know, encouraging people to protect themselves and, and all kinds of stuff. And, you know, notifying their local police department to prevent swatting and things like that. Um, just a bummer. And I'm really curious to what kind of impact this is going to have on the ESA in the long run. Cause I suspect they're about to lose a whole bunch of money from this, which honestly they probably should. That's, Big oof. Uh, the next one is the Anthem patch. And the thing is, I'm going to be straight up. I don't really know much about Anthem. I played the beta and I played it before that in an undisclosed way. Um, I thought it felt awful. I just felt like it. The, the interesting thing is that the one thing I've seen most people compliment Anthem for is it's um, uh, it's like shooting. It's like, it's like actual fighting mechanics that they really enjoy it. And I just can't even begin to understand that but if i've learned anything over the last year or so 
is that that game just isn't my type of game, <laughs> which is fine. Um, there's lots of really great games I don't care for. So uh, if I've learned anything, just because I don't like a game does not mean it's bad. And just because I like a game doesn't mean it's great. Uh, but this patch is interesting. I was reading through the patch notes and just from kind of keeping tabs on the game and kind of, I actually visit the Anthem subreddit here and there just to kind of get a feel for how people are feeling about it. Because to me, like Anthem was a weird game where I was so excited when it first got released. Uh, when the when the information or when they revealed it, but then every time they released more information and they showed us more about the game, I cared less and less and less. So I've still kind of paid attention, almost with a morbid curiosity. Uh, while people talk about Division Two and the problems it has, um, I still believe that it, it pales in comparisons to the issues the first game had. And Anthem just came in and just really made. Just a perfect example of how a AAA game should not be released, specifically a looter shooter RPG-ish type of game, uh, which is funny because they kind of took the reins from Fallout 6, 76 uh, and took some attention off of that game as it kind of slowly improved. But this patch, you know, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of people excited about it, people who I don't think have probably played the game in months. And um, I think that's a good thing. You know, it's easy that, to crap on it. Um, I... The only animosity I have towards Anthem is that two things is I felt like it was kind of a, a told you so moment where I feel like I was kind of banging the drums a little bit before that game came out saying, hey, fellas, this game looks like it's in rough shape. I don't know if this is what anyone wanted. Uh, and that kind of ended up being true, at least from what I can tell. But also that there it was really interesting. There was, you know, maybe a fairly small number of people who when Anthem came out, even when it came out in a really god awful state who, um, you know, didn't, you know, kind of seemed against the division before it even came out division two. And it was really funny watching some of these people like really bang the drums and be like, oh, division two sucks. Look at all this stuff Anthem does. Um, and while, like I said before, you know, Division 2 hasn't been perfect, um, it's done pretty well. I still will argue whether you agree with me or not is up to you. But um, it's just it's it's been a little bit nice to watch the people who just really rode this anthem train um, kind of shush. <laughs> but, you know, you shouldn't be happy in other people's despair. So, you know, let's all be better people, including myself. But it really, it's interesting that I think the final thing with this Anthem patch to me is like, is it too late? Because um, they, they kind of went radio silent and uh, this cataclysm that just got released with this patch. Um, it's interesting, like back in the pre-release before the game came out, the cataclysm in the first gameplay, which we now know was essentially complete bullshit. Uh, was looked like it was going to be this crazy event, but you know they didn't actually show any of it. And now what it basically is is just a different tinted color of the same world, where you have to keep completing actions to stay in it. And it's just like it's like those old racing games where you had to hit the checkpoint before you ran out of time. Um, I don't know. I'm curious too if all this optimism is people just hoping that they can recover some of the sixty dollars they spent. Um, it's the type of thing where I've always said it that the better games are, especially games in the same genre, the better it is for gaming and for gamers. Um, I'm glad that Destiny 2 has gotten so much better. Um, I'm glad that Division 2 is better than Division 1, quote unquote. Uh, you can disagree with me if you want. I'm, I'm hoping that Anthem gets better because the better those games all, all are, the better the other ones need to be because they, they are competing with each other. I'll still make the argument that Division is kind of on its own branch away from all from 
Warframe and Destiny and, and even Anthem, I feel like those games are all much more similar than Division is to any of them. But they're still in the same genre and they still do at least vaguely compete with each other. And the better each of them are, um, the better the games have to be because it's a competition environment, which I think is good. Um, and it's the more games for people who enjoy this type of genre to play. I mean, a big problem I'm seeing in the Division community, and I've seen it in other games as well, is that you know the Division has you know a good two or three hundred hours for I would say most people if you want to play it that much before you're completely burnt out on what we currently have, even after this new DLC. But that's a lot of hours for a game that came out, you know, four or five months ago. Uh, that said, uh, you know, I, I see a lot of people who seem like they've kind of no lifed it and are still trying to. And there's not many games that are meant to do that, you know, especially so close to release. So I really think that the more good games there are out there for people to play, the more that they can enjoy all of the other games. So, you know, I really hope Anthem, I hope this patch really does kind of push them in the right direction. I still kind of have a feeling that the content that was supposed to come out for that game is going to get nixed pretty hardcore uh, and they're going to move on to their next project, but I'd be happy to be wrong. Uh, the final little story that kind of cropped up that I found kind of interesting was this Ooblets controversy. I, I watch Inside Gaming and, and um, Kind of Funny and, and, and all those, and I've you know paid attention on Reddit and um, and kind of you know read some of the stuff myself. And, and what was really interesting, if you don't know what happened here, there's this kind of like weird Minecrafty farming sim Pokemon type of game called Ooblets that's coming out soon. And they decided um, to go with the, uh, the Epic Gamer Game Store, which is a big sin nowadays. And what's interesting is I guess they saw how other uh, studios announced that decision and decided to say like, hey, we're we're gonna we're gonna do it different. And they essentially um wrote what i believe to be um in the best description sarcastic in the worst description antagonistic uh you know blog posts like basically saying hey idiots we're doing epic game score store because it guarantees us you know money and we want to be able to keep making games which i think is fair um but maybe them doing it uh, the way they did it wasn't great and boy did they get a reaction so the issue is that if a game announces that they're going to go epic game store they're just going to catch shit anyways from people who don't care about that game and that's what they've even kind of talked about um what also happened was that not only was that a thing of course but the problem was is that the attitude they took um maybe to the community that they were catering uh the fairly small community uh, who was following the game closely, like kind of understood their humor. But the problem is once the Epic Game Store got involved, then it becomes a big story. And then people who aren't familiar with that get involved. And that kind of cheeky tone that they took turns into kind of like a douchey tone. Um, and honestly, I kind of felt bad for him at first. I, I, I did. I, I was like, man, I, I just don't think people are catching their drift. And this is the Epic Game Store, rah, 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 you know. But then they came out, um, I believe today or in the last day or two, with uh, this response basically um, with screenshots and all this of like essentially death threats they've been receiving from people and things like that. But what I find interesting is, you know, obviously there's no way to defend people doing that, over, especially over a game and over an announcement, even if it was a snarky announcement. But what I found interesting is that... Um, 
I think it's totally fair for them to show like, hey, this is what people said in response, and this is insane. But what I what I wasn't a big fan of is that in no way, shape, or form did they say, yeah, maybe it wasn't a great move for us to antagonize people about us making this choice that we know is unpopular. Um, they played the victim card super duper hard. Um, and you know, maybe I don't know enough about the situation. Maybe I'm you know too dumb or not empathetic enough. But I just you know I don't give a crap about this game. After I talk about it on this podcast, I'm probably never gonna think about it again. But like. I don't know. It was weird. It was kind of like if a kid was standing by like a mud pit and he knew the mud pit was bad and he shouldn't go into it. Um, but he just went ahead and did it anyways and flipped off everyone as he jumped in. And then when he gets out, he yells at everyone for him having mud on him. Like it sucks that they have, you know, that they got crap from people. That's probably not the best analogy, but it's what I'm rolling with. I just don't, it was like kind of weird. It was like they were punching themselves in the face and then got mad when they had bruises. I just don't, obviously I've never condoned what people said to him. It was really nasty and gross and terrible. But I think sometimes you have to be like, uh, people have no right to do this and there's no way to justify it, but we really didn't help our case. I don't know. I don't have the answers. And maybe I've lost everyone with feeling that way about it. Sorry. And we'll take this super awkward transition into two mid-roll ads, about 60 seconds. Do with that information what you will. Okay, so on to some Division Two community topics and discussion. So I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, raising the gear score, title update 6, timing and content, which we've kind of covered, but... You know, let's talk about it some more. Why not? And then finally, uh, let's talk about the Diamondback design uh, and, and give some feedback on that. Uh, yes, I'm stretching here. I'm sorry. Uh, so the gear score raise. So what I did is on, um, if you go to Twitter and find the at the Division 2 Hub account, that is my uh, kind of social account or my community account I run. We've got about 3,600 people on there. It's great. I really appreciate everyone who's followed. And if you will, as well i'd appreciate it again at the division two hub uh, this is where i leave basically all opinion out i don't editorialize at all i leave that for my at bond diesel account and i just try to retweet interesting stuff either news or creations or my content it's a little self-serving i try to throw some other people's in there too but what i did is i asked a question i said should the next major update which i presume will be title update six for the division two have a gear score increase let me know what you think and if you want it raised how high you'd like it to be raised so like gear score 550 or 600. so what's interesting is this poll when it started it was heavily in favor of raising um and i will say from most sources i've seen that be a theme um then what was interesting is over time, uh, it's now amassed 250 votes. Uh, let's be straight up right here as someone who I consider myself very, uh, you know, stats uh, based. And I like to point out things that, you know, we shouldn't take too seriously. And this is one of those things. 250 votes in a player base that is at least in the thousands. And I believe is probably higher than that um, is nothing. It's not representative uh, it's it's extremely uh, correlational or whatever you would like to say. 
It's I wouldn't take it too seriously, but it's at least worth talking about. At this point, I did it for seven days, so there's still plenty of time to vote. I'll retweet it a couple times. But um, with 250 votes, um, it's actually 51% leave it at 500 and 49% yes, increase it. And then there were various answers in, in response to this. Um, and what I found is I think there's a flaw in my, in my poll here. The, the main flaw being I think most people voted for no to leave it at 500, uh, at least what I'm gathering here, because uh, they're basing it on the current loot system. So they're they're saying if it's this current loot system, which isn't great and needs to be fixed, no, leave it at 500 until we fix it and then raise. So I suspect if I clarified, you know, if there's a loot 2.0 in title update six, would you like there to be a gear score increase? Um, I think from what I'm gathering, even from some of the responses is then I bet it would be a much higher percentage in the yes, we want a gear score increase. Um, you know, and then the 550 to 600, I saw people kind of give different opinions on that. I think people need to realize too, though, is that now with the, um, I assume a gear score increase also means a new world tier. I also assume that means that we can upgrade the crafting bench to have, you know, so you can, you know, at least get to, you know, 550 or 600, you know, even if it's not the perfect gear, you can at least get started. And I found this, I found the reaction to this interesting. So, um, I personally would like a gear score increase, but when I asked this question, I asked it with the assumption that there, uh, that we already know that there's going to be some time, some type of loot 2.0 and new PVP. Uh, so assuming that, I definitely want a gear score increase because um, it, it's something we never really got in Division uh, in Division One. You know, the classified gear came out and boosted things quite a bit, um, but we kind of never really got a true major increase. Um, for a good chunk of the end of the game. Um, I hope it's something that they push forward, but obviously, again, it does need to come along with some type of you know, increase in the, um, or change in the way that things are done. Uh, the second little topic here, the title update six and content, um, you know, we've talked about it a bit. Uh, I think the big thing is, uh, like I just said about the gear score increase, uh, it seems like we're going to have a PVP revamp and a loot revamp, loot, to, loot uh, 2.0. Um, I really hope, as long as those things are you know tested and feel good, that that also means a gear score increase. Um, the new specializations, I I think we'll get one with the with a uh, title update six. If you remember, we got the gunner before uh, episode one, so I don't think it's going to be till episode two that we get the second new specialization. So. Um, I have my sights pretty heavily set on an RPG. Uh, the reason I feel that way is I think that, um, at least so far, the specializations we have are at least vaguely related to what some of the enemy factions use. And there is a True Sons uh, character or archetype who uses an RPG. And I can see um, some situations where it may be useful. And I could even see them incorporating an RPG into maybe the second raid to make it uh, uh, maybe extra useful or even essential. Uh, the other idea I've seen a lot of people throw out is the flamethrower. Um, that fits with my idea about the RPG. Um, there's you know some outcasts. Uh, there's actually a few different outcast archetypes that have a flamethrower. Um, you have the true sons who have the um 
the 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 foam launcher which i imagine runs on a similar concept at least engine wise uh so i'm kind of curious to how a flamethrower would work um i i just have a feeling it maybe wouldn't be really that effective uh but i suspect that they would design it to be effective so you know kick me right in, in the uh in 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 the nuts for for doubting it but and then with title update six when it comes to timing i think that's interesting that I think that they're going to obviously do a uh, or some type of PTS with it. Um, I'm so mixed on those at this point because I just don't feel like there's that many people who really use it to actually test things. Um, I get that they get useful stats, whether people intentionally test things or not. Um, but sometimes I just feel like it's a way for people just to spoil uh, and for, you know, streamers who, you know, are happy to rip on the game one day and then are definitely happy to stream at the next when there's some people watching, um, you know, for them to just, you know, show everyone new stuff and get a few subs off of it. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I'll just never forget with the, with the gunner PTS before I think title update four, when, uh, there was a, there was a decent sized streamer who literally, you know, added one of the devs complaining that he had to, complete the gunner specialization stuff to unlock the gunner and uh because so, he just wanted to show it to his viewers you know again echoing that whole you know these are the same people and the same type of person who complains that the pts doesn't do anything and uh, that people don't take it seriously so i'm gonna guess that we may get a pts for title update six maybe in or you know end of august early september uh, I would say by that time, most of the devs will be back and probably cracking away at the upcoming content. Um, and then maybe we would get title update six by the end of September, maybe beginning of October. And then I'm assuming that's around the time, that, you know, if you think about that time frame, that kind of puts it around when we we're expecting episode two. So maybe title update six will be episode two. I still kind of wonder if maybe I'm extending the timeline too long on episode on title update six and maybe we'll get it earlier and then title update seven will be episode two and any changes they decide to make at that point so i don't know we'll have to wait and see uh the final thing i'm going to talk about here with the division stuff is the diamondback design feedback so uh, i posted something else on twitter where i basically said that i hate the design of the diamondback exotic rifle um the f I, I want to make clear now, like I did on there, that I'm sure some developers and designers and modelers and some people who are highly skilled and awesome spent hours upon hours, you know, modeling this gun, animating its animations, designing skins for it. That said, I hate it. I just, and I hate it even more because it seems like it's actually kind of a cool weapon to use. But I just do not see any situation where I'm going to pull out this cut-off lever-action rifle with a snake wrapped around it. I just don't, I don't get it. This just screams destiny so hard to me. And I'll talk about that in response to one of the questions um, in the next section. But it just, it's so goofy. And, and what I had posted on Twitter is I said, hey, like, you know, instead of this kind of cringy design it would have been really cool if maybe there would have been like a gold inlay of a snake wrapped around the gun in a similar fashion as it is currently but not an actual snake wrapped around it i just don't get it it's just 
You know, it's just, it's probably just me. I, I think I, I've seen a few people respond and say they like it. All the power to them. Um, I just don't. I, I just don't. You know, and this is ignoring the mechanics of it. And, and let me make very clear. I understand that this is the last thing we should be worrying about. You know, it's not a big deal. There's lots of little things like this. There's much more important things to worry about. But I just really hope this isn't like a um, like a sign of future. I, I really hope they get away from this. What I found really interesting is someone said that they love the design of the Diamondback and hate the design of the Lullaby shotgun that has the doll hanging from the barrel. But I don't know. I think that looks really cool. And that doll is like you can barely even see it. <laughs> like, and I think the skin actually looks pretty cool in that gun. So. I don't know. I'm probably just being a grumpy jerk when it comes to this. And and what and what was so funny about it was that there were multiple devs who you know, liked the post. You know, I'm I'm not gonna take that as them actually liking it. Um, I often take that as more of like a, uh, oh, I see that. Uh, I'm seeing what you see. Um, I I just don't uh, I don't like it. I, I think that there's so many ways to make exotics look different and cool without this but uh even just now looking through some of the comments uh it's interesting it seems like all the people who like it are big destiny fans uh and even people who kind of historically despise division even though they just can't seem to get away from it but what are you gonna do so there we go uh so we have three uh you know questions and comments from listeners um we've got two uh, from we got one here from uh, NGN, which is an incredible YouTube channel that does tons of lore videos. Uh, it, it's Joe is uh, who runs it. Um, if you're on YouTube or, and on Twitter, look for NGN. Uh, it should be pretty easy to find within the community here. Uh, definitely check them out and check out their videos. And it's kind of along this topic. So uh, Joe says, what are they doing with the Vandy items, new clothing, and exotic weapons? It all seems a bit silly to me. So in some of the comments, actually, to the Diamondback comment I made, um, it was kind of talking about how it they really feel like they're kind of trying to cater to like a Fortnite-y, Destiny-ish type of deal. Um, the Destiny thing actually makes sense to me. I think that there's a lot of parts of this game that they've modeled kind of towards Destiny. Um, the problem is it's all about taste, and it's 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 just all about what you like you know at the end of the day this diamondback gun looking dumb in my opinion doesn't hurt my gameplay it doesn't hurt my enjoyment of the game so i should stop being a grumpy jerk about it uh, same with all of the the clothing and stuff like that um the heat wave uh, material you know stuff i mean i'm not gonna wear probably any of it on my character it's silly you know i Again, it doesn't hurt anything, but I guess it. There's just like something about the cosmetics in the game in general. Like, so I know that in Division Two, they remade the um, the player characters, so um, we're all a little bit taller. So what I believe, what I remember being told at some point, was that uh, you know the 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 actual characters, uh, the, the the models in Division One were all like a little too short. Um, to be used in Division 2 because of the way they built the world. Um, they built it more true to scale. Therefore, uh, the models from the first game, and which means all of the animations with them and all that, um, you know, wouldn't fit into Division 2, so they essentially had to redo it. 
um, I believe, and I genuinely don't remember where I heard that, so maybe I'm making it up. Um, but you know, when you see how different the animations and stuff are, seems seems plausible. Uh, and the biggest thing is the thing I've noticed the most. I've gone back to Division One a couple times just to get, catch some screenshots and stuff, or videos I did, or or just some comparisons I wanted to make, um, just for my own good. But the thing is, is obviously it's a completely different type of gl- clothing in the first game, right? But there's just something so much more sleek and so much more like streamlined about the way the clothes fit on the characters in the first game. Just all of the, the, the articles of clothing just seem more fitted or more like they just look better on the character models. Where in Division 2, you know, I've figured out a few clothing sets that I like the way they look, but, you know, it's just... And I get like from a uh, like a seasonal thing, like you know the clothes will be a little bit baggier. They won't be, you know, we're obviously not wearing like heavy winter coats anymore and things like that. But there's just something about the characters in that first game that just felt so much more like slim and sleek and kind of aerodynamic and cool looking. You know, I don't know, I don't know. I for me, it's a big thing of like when the first game came out. My first microtransaction buy with the first game was actually that military pack that had the urban, woodland, and snow camos and, and clothing sets and helmets. Uh, and I honestly wore that stuff the entire, for three years, the entire time the game was out, uh, especially the helmets. The helmets looked really cool. And, uh, and I guess for me, like because I had that stuff and I thought that looked really cool and felt appropriate, I didn't mind when all the goofy masks came out and all the other items. Um, where this time I feel like it's kind of in reverse. I feel like we're getting all this goofy stuff at the beginning, um, which is fine. But I feel like I'm kind of missing out and having some more like kind of cool tactical-looking gear and stuff like that. Um, one interesting thing I found was uh, if you look up um like concept art for division two uh i assume some type of restriction on uh when they could release all of that the people the artists who like were contracted on the game um and and did a ton of concept art there's an artist i can't remember i'm off the top of my head right now um, but there's an artist who did um art for division two um and and did a bunch of concept uh like gear sets and just clothing setups uh, and and uh, it was specifically some of the uh, the outfits where you can't pick which pieces you want, the whole ones. And some of them look really, really cool. So there's something that kind of has me hoping that some of those cosmetic or at least that idea is coming in another event or something like that. Uh, but, you know, we'll um, we'll have to wait and see. But I don't know. I agree that it all seems a little bit silly. I Again, as long as I can get some stuff, I feel like, I like more. I won't really care how silly the stuff is. Um, but you know, I'm also just a grumpy old man. So you can be grumpy with me, Joe. Uh, and then Decorpus says, uh, what is your opinion on guaranteed exotics versus grinding objects versus RNG ones? So what I'm assuming we're comparing here is guaranteed exotics, uh, sort of like the, the diamond back, uh, in the expedition, uh, as opposed or versus grinding, uh, like the um, like the P90 uh, exotic where you had to collect pieces, uh, or the why can't I think of the names of these right now? Of course I can't. Uh, the exotic sniper rifle where you had to collect pieces and then you know craft it uh, versus RNG ones. Uh, I believe like uh, the the non pre order lullaby. Um, 
I think they all have a place personally. I really enjoy the grinding ones. Um, I, I thought getting that P90 and that sniper um, and the pistol were all fun. I, I enjoyed doing those. Those were uh, those little quests that, if anything, I would, I'd be pretty cool if they were way more intricate and they were much more complicated. Um, maybe somewhat randomized. So, you know, the first person doesn't do it, put it on to Reddit, and now everyone knows how to do it. It'd be kind of cool for me if maybe it was a little bit randomized and everyone had to kind of figure out their own way to get that the exotic. Um, obviously, the guaranteed ones and, and the RNG ones, I think, have their place, uh, depending on the content and so on and so forth. Uh, but I think they all have their place, and I really like them all. But I think the ones I enjoy the most is the grinding, uh, the different materials one. Uh, and then I have a question from Patreon, uh, from, uh, I believe my newest Patreon, Jose, who said, um, kind of a long one here, so stick with me. Uh, what gear sets should we expect in division two? I'm a longtime destiny player, but was dis disappointed in destiny two. What really hooked me about destiny was the gear sets, co-op missions and monthly or seasonal events. What do you think the division two can do in the future to create excitement for the gear sets and seasonal events? Uh, thank you very much for the question. Um, I think that gear sets need to be simplified and probably heavily modified. Uh, the ones that we currently have, um, I haven't played the ones that you can only get in the raid because I haven't messed with the raid very much. Um, but the, the gear sets we have otherwise are okay, but you know, they shouldn't be meta, right? We don't want another classified situation where they release classified sets and now all of a sudden two or three are the only things worth running, right? So I'm glad that they didn't do gear sets in such a way where they became the default or the meta that you had to run, basically, at least in PvP. Um, but what I do think we need is maybe for the gear sets to do something like really, really well. You know, even if it's a fairly niche thing, but maybe something that's, you know, maybe have a gear set that's 100% specifically based on people who want to solo content in a certain way. Uh, and then people who want to fill a very specific role in like a PvP situation or even in like a heroic or raid type of situation. Um, I think, you know, there was an idea floated at one point, which I don't know if, it, if it's going to happen or not, but, you know, reducing gear sets down to four pieces to allow people to use the two extra pieces of brand gear um, or even exotic gear to complement uh, the gear sets. Um, I personally would like that. Um, and then when you talk about the seasonal events and stuff like that, um, someone that, uh, you know, I follow on Twitter and who's pretty well known on Gamertag Radio, uh, Paris um, talked about how he feels like the Division Two needs um, uh, the seasonal events again, um, and I uh, I agree. I do think, uh, and, and now so he was saying it more in the sense of uh, having modifiers in the world to make grinding missions more fun. Uh, my rebuttal was that's cool, but we cannot get classified gear again. That that ruined the build diversity in the first game. In my opinion, uh, 1.7.1 was the end of build diversity, even with how very little there was anyways, but it killed it off even more. So I really think that, um, I think it'd be cool if we got those type of things. Um, I don't think it necessarily needs to be global events again, specifically, even though I believe some people have uncovered a data mind or something, some global event placeholders. So I'm assuming they're coming back in some capacity. Um, I'm kind of curious if they're going to be tied to like a 
you know, cosmetic events or if they are going to offer some specific types of gear or maybe some gear sets that are only available during that time and you have to grind them. Uh, actually, that'd be kind of cool as long as it's reasonable and not, you know, not classified gear again. I'll say it one more time, but um, I, I think that we'll definitely get that stuff. And, and I think the way to um, the, the biggest factor in all of those things is going to be one, making gear sets worth using, uh, whether they're new or old. Um, and two, this loot 2.0 and change of the RNG and basically just revamping the way that the loot works in this game. That combined with new global events and new gear sets and updated gear sets, I think are a great combination. So thank all three of you for your questions. If you have any questions, please let me know in my Discord, on YouTube, in the comments. If you're a patron, you know, check it out there, page, uh, patreon.com slash the echocast. Uh, or on Twitter, I've been trying to post things on there so you have a chance to ask questions anywhere and everywhere. I'm happy to answer. Uh, the last bit here is a little bit of update with us. So uh, we actually have, I'm recording this on Wednesday evening. We have our final doctor's appointment tomorrow. Uh, so depending on when you listen to this, um, that's when they'll kind of do a final check and see if anything's moving along. If not, we'll probably have one more appointment. Um, and then maybe we'll probably schedule an induction or C-section or whatever we have to do. Um, but honestly, between now and the next Wednesday, when I am supposed to record this, I have no idea what's going to happen. Um, content wise, uh, I, I am obviously going to pull back a little bit. Once the baby's born, I kind of want to pull back to probably just the podcast. Uh, Cause I can do this in a couple hours, you know, from beginning to end. Uh, and, and maybe a stream or maybe two a week, uh, for like an hour is, is my, is my goal. Um, it's going to be very dependent, you know, maybe things are going to be crazier than I, than I expected, or maybe they won't be. It's, you know, who knows? Um, I would like to add things on, you know, Bay Diesel wants to get back to her activities, things that she was doing before she got pregnant. Um, you know, I want to keep doing this stuff. We both want to, you know, lose some weight and we're both planning on, um, you know, taking care of our health and. You know, she wants to get back down to her playing weight. I do too. <laughs> so uh, I would like to have a skinny face on camera whenever I do get to stream. Um, so, you know, just please be patient with me. If you're a patron, you know, I appreciate it. You know, if you can't stick around because you don't feel like it's worth it, I totally understand. Same with my Twitch subs. But anyone who's willing to stick around and stick this out with me, I also, I appreciate you either way. If you're giving me your time, you're listening to this, especially at the end of this show, which is way longer than I thought it would be. Um, I just really appreciate you. Thank you so much for hearing me out. Um, please don't feel obligated to support in any way, shape, or form. If you do, super awesome. Thank you very much. And um, and that's where I'm going to wrap that up. So uh, maybe the next time you hear my voice, it will sound very tired from caring for a newborn. Or not. And then you'll have to wait another week. Trust me, it's killing me way more than it's going to kill you. If you want to support the podcast or any of my other content, please check out my Patreon at patreon.com slash the echo cast. If you're on iTunes, please, please, please rate the podcast and leave a review. It helps me a ton. I am Bond Diesel on Twitch and Twitter, where you can catch me streaming and catch me spitting out my word vomit and arguing with, with people. Check out the division two hub uh, on Twitter. If you want to get uh, information from me, but not my opinion, I do not blame you. That is all I have. So, until next time. Bye.